You're listening to today's inspirational message on pursuing God with Gene Apple. Here's Gene. Well, happy Monday and welcome for the first time or welcome back to Pursuing God, where it's my hope that these few moments each day help you begin, end, or get through your day with a greater sense of God's activity and His presence in your life. He loves you. He, he really does. So I hold in my hands right now an amazing book. It's an amazingly popular book. There are more Bibles in print than any book in history. Tens of millions of copies are sold and circulated every year. It's been translated to almost 2,500 different languages. It's now accessible to 95% of the world's population. This is an amazingly durable book. Throughout history, it's been attacked and banned and burned and criticized, and many have tried to completely wipe it out. Over a couple of centuries ago, Voltaire made the claim that a thousand years from now, you will hear no more of the Bible. Ironically, just 50 50 years after he made that statement, and I love this, even the printing press in Voltaire's home had been bought and was being used to print Bibles. So this book is like the Energizer Bunny. It just keeps going and going and going. And also, this is an amazingly powerful book. Millions of people claim that studying this book has transformed their lives, altered their view of life changed their relationships and values and eternity. David said in Psalm 119, 105, Your word, God, is like a lamp to my feet and a light for my path. The Living Bible paraphrases that verse, Your words are a flashlight to light the path ahead of me and keep me from stumbling. Friends, speaking to you just as a guy right now, not as a pastor, but just as a guy trying to get through life like you, I've reached a point in my life that I don't know how I could possibly go through one day without the help and wisdom of this powerful book. I I love this book, and I'm convinced the reason many of us don't read it more is that we're intimidated, we're confused by it, right? Most of us know bits and pieces of the Bible, different stories, but, but many of us don't have a clear picture of how it all fits together. And so this week, I'm going to give you a framework for understanding this book, this library, really, of 66 different books. And and I guarantee by the end of the week, you're going to be able to put the story of the Bible into one sentence. You'll be able to outline the Bible and identify where each of these 66 books in this library fit in. And friends, if you'll take a few notes, put your thinking cap on just a little bit for a few minutes each morning this week, you're going to gain gain a framework for mining the treasures of this book for the rest of your life. Now, every great book starts with a plot, and the Bible is the same way. The plot for understanding the Bible is set up for us in the first 12 chapters in the beginning of the book of Genesis. And there are three key events that set it up, and I'm just going to give you the first one today. Event number one, God longed for a relationship with people like us. You see, before the beginning of this world, there was a God who has always been, and this eternal God creates the heavens and the earth with magnificence everywhere you turn. But the crown jewel of that creation was not Yosemite National Park or the Grand Canyon. It was people like us named Adam and Eve, who unlike anything else God created, were made in his very image. Genesis 2-7 says God breathed into Adam's nostrils the breath of life. And the Hebrew word for breath is spirit. God's very spirit was inside of Adam and Eve, creating a wonderful relationship with God, a relationship that God longed for, God enjoyed, because God is love. At the beginning, this relationship was perfect. 
Adam and Eve lived in a perfect world where there was no pollution, no sickness, no pain, no COVID-19, no death, no racism, no wars, because there was a perfect relationship between God and people like us that God longed for. Now, all of you know that every authentic relationship goes two ways, and this is why God gave human beings free will. For instance, I don't want my wife Barbara to love me because God programmed her to love me. I want her to love me because out of all the three billion guys on the planet, she had the freedom to choose from. She said, I choose that man with the funny voice. I choose to take on the last name of a fruit for the rest of my life. It's meaningful to me because she had the freedom not to choose me, but she chose me. So hold on to that thought and just soak on this single thought today. God chose you. Event number one in the Bible, God longed for a relationship with people like you. But he gives you free will. He gives you a choice as to whether you will love him back. God, we're overwhelmed today with the thought that you created this world because you longed, you desired, you wanted to express your love toward people like us. And yet so many times we just ignore you and and like Adam and Eve, we do everything we can to put a distance between us to break that relationship. God, help us to become enamored all over again this week with the power of this story of the Bible and to learn enough about it that we can mine it for ourselves and not be intimidated by it. We pray these things now in Jesus' name, amen. Hey, have a great day. Remember, this is a lamp to your feet, a guide to your path.